second Over the Hump podcast. We are glad you are back watching and listening again with us. Thank you for the support the first week. We certainly appreciate it. Once again, the Over the Hump podcast, we are here to get you over the hump, whether that be over the hump of the work week, over the hump of that difficult test that you had at university, over the hump with whatever issues you've been dealing with. We're here to take your mind off of that for a few minutes and hopefully entertain you a little bit. With that said, uh, Amy and I are here. The first thing we want to do this week, a little switch up before we get into the wine or whiskey that we're drinking this week is we want to do a couple shout outs. So every single week we want to recognize a member of the community out there who has listened to us via either the podcast or on the Twitch channel and do a special shout out to you guys. And we'll do a special toast and cheers for you when we reveal what we're drinking tonight. Uh, I want to do the first shout out. First shout out is to uh, Nez9 in the community. Uh, that's N3ZNINE at twitch.com if you're wondering, if you're listening in audio. Uh, he has been super supportive of us from the beginning and we certainly appreciate it. Uh, he had a lot of questions that he put into the chat this week. And as a result, a lot of what we're talking about is based off of his questions. So thank you, Nez. Yeah, so that's my shout out of the week. Uh, Amy, what's your shout out? Yeah, so much love to Nez. And I'm gonna shout out Kuji, Kujimaro at Twitch because um, I grossed him out terribly with my chicken story. And he still listened to the rest of the podcast. So very, very thankful for you guys' support. There's so many of you guys out there that we're, we're happy for and that we really respect. So thanks again, guys. And thanks, Kuji, for hanging in there even after my gross chicken story. And if you don't know what the gross chicken story is, Go back to episode one. It is, a, it is a great story. And yes, thanks to both of you guys. In the glass this week, we have whiskey and not wine. We'll break the fourth wall and just let you know that when you're 900 miles apart, it's easier to find a common bottle of whiskey than it is a common bottle of wine. So we're going back to one of our favorites this week, which is Four Roses Single Barrel. What are, what, are, what are your thoughts of Four Roses Single Barrel? And what is, how does that rank, Amy, in your uh, list of very, bourbons? It's very drinkable, very smooth. We talking a uh, top 10? Mm, probably, yeah. I think just because it's easy. It's easy to drink. It's, it's very smooth. It's very caramelly to me. I like it. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's one of the best values you can get. I think it's in that 30 to 35 US dollar range, and it's incredibly good and a great step up from the entry level Four Roses, which is a great mixer and very drinkable on its own. But if you're looking to just pour it into a glass with an ice cube, recommend Four Roses Single Barrel. So cheers and cheers to Nez and Kuji for the support and the rest of you guys as well. With that said, we'll roll right into wins and losses for the week. I think it's important, no matter what you do, to take a second at certain times and review your past week, your past two weeks, and just understand, hey, what were things that I did really well? What were some things that maybe I took an L on or things that I can improve on? And just understand that we all have wins and losses every week. We're, we're all human. And let's, uh, let's get into what our wins and losses are for the week. I, I think we start with the losses. So I'm actually, I'm going to start because I was, I was shocked when I went back and listened to the podcast when I was uploading it to iTunes and et cetera, et cetera, I had to go through and put music in, in the front of it and behind it. 
I quickly learned that the first 10 words out of my mouth, seven of them were um and uh. It was um, uh, um, uh, and that is a huge pet peeve of mine when I'm listening to a speaker and something that I've, I have taken public speaking courses. I, I've kind of proud. I was uh, very happy when I was in school that I could speak in front of an audience and not get nervous like some people did. And I would watch videos back and I was always praised for my ability to, to just give a regular speech and kind of have fun with it. So when I went back and listened to the ums and the uhs, it drove myself crazy. I had to shut it off right off the bat. It was a minute in. I go, I can't even listen to this because all I'm doing is saying the most evil thing to me that I could ever hear. I had to go back and even watch my Twitch channel to make sure I wasn't doing it live on Twitch. And I, and I was only doing it on the podcast. And I think that was because I was so concerned about filling dead air. And it was our first episode I wanted to never stop talking and not have any dead space. So hopefully this week we're curbing that. I'm conscious of it. I'm trying to talk naturally and I think I've done better already. So anyway, that was my, that was my big L for the week and something that I know that I can improve upon and I'll be excited to see my improvement when I upload this week's episode. With that said, what was your L of the week? Oh, I, well, I, I'm going to bring the L back to uh, the end of my uh, the uh, last podcast. I mentioned that my electrician was coming over and um, he did. And the L is more really for him, but it also made me feel really bad. So my electrician is actually has a really tragic backstory. He had a really horrible situation happen in his life recently. And unfortunately, um, it was I don't want to get into his personal details, but um, he's just going through a lot and he came over he's just an amazing guy and he's actually become a friend and uh, he came over to help me out do some projects and he went onto my porch to put to install some things on my porch and he got what like attacked terribly by yellow jackets and got stung all over while he was at my house and so this poor guy's gone through a lot in life and then he shows up and he's helping me out and he gets stung and I had to call. Oh, no. I know. I didn't miss her first aid to him. <laughs> and the poor, I was like, it was, he's really, he just does not need any more bad luck. And unfortunately, that happened. So I felt really bad because, I mean, I didn't know I had a yellow jacket issue. So I, it wasn't like it was my fault, but it still felt really bad. And especially for somebody going through a lot of pain and, and suffering and to have one more thing happen. And then he comes in my house and I was holding my cat and my cat's old and he's not super healthy at the moment. And I, I'm carrying the cat and I'm trying to help him. And I put the cat down and the cat just like went into like a weird little, almost like a little seizure. So then he gets upset because he's a huge animal lover. So he's like, oh my God, the cat has to be okay. Because now he's upset about being stung by a bee. He's worrying about my cat. The whole thing was just a nightmare. The cat is fine, by the way. His name is Otis. We introduced him last week. He's not here, I don't think, or I would uh, pick him up to the camera. But um, he's my lovely best buddy. And he is fine, but he does have some health issues. And every once in a while, he has some little, we'll call them little episodes. So so, so I f doubly freaked out this poor guy who's going through a lot of things. But I did administer a little first aid, gave him some ice and some things to help him. And he's fine. The cat's fine, but it was an L. <laughs> the poor guy is just coming over to help out. He's had he's had a really rough couple of weeks, and now he's really he's getting attacked time. by yellow jackets on the front porch. Yeah, 
I mean, it's not funny. I feel really bad for him, but just this, just a scene of knowing how all that took place. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So it's really tragic. What, what is the status? Are, are the bees gone? We'll find out. They (laughs) uh, exterminator came today and he's like, it might take a week. And so I'm like to the texting that, you know, the exterminator, my friend, like, I mean, sorry, the electrician, my friend, like, let's just wait, like, let's push this off a little. So hopefully they're gone. I mean, I, I'm going to make sure they're gone. I'll get attacked before I'll let him get attacked again. So I'll just go out there and bash oh, no. the ceiling <laughs> of my porch. I'm hardy. I can, I can take a few bee stings. <laughs> put on the has, put on the hazmat suit, take out the golf club, swing I'll just away. cover myself in bags and go out there. <laughs> oh my gosh. So unfortunate though. I feel bad for the yeah, guy. That's no, crazy. it's awful. It's honestly, it made me feel so bad. And then on top of it, he's, he's a huge animal lover and, um, he donates a lot of money to the animal shelter in town. And then he got so upset and he got down on his hands and knees. He's like, Oh, I can't take any more sadness. I hope your cat's okay. And I'm like, Oh no, no, you actually, it was awful. I just, I'm like, no, he's fine. Look, his eyes are open. He's good. <laughs> he was, he just has some, but he's just not healthy. He's old. He's an old cat. And you know, I just keep him going, but he's fine. Good. He's Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> holy smokes i can't wait so week one we're dousing the house in live chicken juice week two we're attacking people with yellow jackets on the front porch (laughs) we're not even into october yet i can't wait for what the next one's going to (laughs) be you never know with me do you live always a story do you live on clinton road very close (laughs) it could be the reason why We'll have to talk about that another time. Talk about that. Look at the teaser on the Clinton Road, the horror in October. (laughs) I like it. Mm -hmm. I like it. All right. So let's transfer over into the W's of the week. I will let you go first on the W's since you went last on the L's. Okay. Well, I guess that, I mean, you have to go with the W that we, we did our very first podcast. And I'd have to say it was a learning experience. I felt really awkward. I felt like I looked really awkward. Luckily, most people are just listening. I think I sounded less awkward than I looked. But um, but it was really just wonderful to see uh, the support we got. And it was a fun learning experience. It's something new for me. I do a lot of videos in general in, in my career, but um, it's different. It's really different because you're just kind of you're, you're not something pre-planned. So it was interesting. I mean, we, we had a little 15 minute pre-planning. But it's it was a really good learning experience, and just seeing the outpouring of support that we got from our community, from Twitch, and um, in general, just how much uh, how how many great comments we got, and learning how to do this has been a great experience. So I call it a W, even if it's not like the greatest podcast ever created in the history of man. <laughs> I agree. It was it was a total W, and I think you're very warranted for saying so. And I will back you up, not not totally my W. It's kind of almost the same W, but in thanking the community for the support. Tremendous support just being there for the yeah. first one. It was really bizarre. <laughs> it was really bizarre to do much. To, I don't know what I was expecting, but it was different than what I expected, but it came out good. And I think it's a good thing. So I agree. That's a good W for the week. My W is is going to kind of relate to that. It's associated with uh, with, with our Twitch audience. And one of the things that happened over the week, it's, it's kind of t- it's kind of twofold, but it all lumps into streamer growth. So I like to think that I, I took some steps this week, 
with the stream. I first obtained a capture card. I've been playing a game called Ghost of Tsushima. And Tsushima. that <laughs> Tsushima. <laughs> and I was playing via remote play. I'm not going to get into the technical details, but I was playing via remote play on the PS4 because it made it really simple. I realized the game has amazing graphics and I wasn't really taking advantage of that in the stream. So, you know, due to the support of a lot of the people in my chat, I was able to obtain a, a capture card. The capture card made a huge difference. It was super easy to use, hooked it up. It almost worked like plug and play. So I, I think it brought a, a better experience to Tsushima on Tuesday night and it was really yeah. enjoyable. And it was actually a better experience for me even playing the game on there. So it was a big W obtaining that card and seeing how the, the stream was better because of it. I did have one little issue that was a tiny little L and that my, my, my uh, soundboard didn't work, but that's something that I just didn't foresee and it's easily fixed. I don't think I'd call that an L. I'd call that a, a little learning curve. Just a, just a tiny little, we did it last minute and tried to hook it up. So if we don't have, we don't have the soundboard, we don't have the soundboard. But along with that too, uh, I mentioned streamer growth. Had a couple of really great comments out there from people. One of them was a, uh, who was somebody who wasn't normally in my stream. He came over at the recommendations of Nez uh, to pop over. He made this outstanding comment. He, he was in the stream, then he left for a little bit, and he came back, as people often do. We're watching a million streams out there. But he comes back, and he says, uh, I'm going to quote him, I made the mistake of leaving the stream to go check out other small streams, and this one guy was literally freaking begging me for donations and subs. Really makes me appreciate streamers like you. And it stopped me for a second from even playing the game to make me realize that, yeah, I would never do that. And also made me understand there are people out there that are that are begging for that. And I don't think that's the right approach to take. So I, I felt it as a personal W that somebody out there recognized the fact that I'm not on here to take people's money and I'm not on here for the money. I'm on here for the community and for him to say something like that and then to follow the stream. I hope he's back in more streams and we get to talk and learn more about him. And, and that's what streaming is all about. So I took that to heart as a big W and I kind of lumped that in with I grew the stream a little bit through some people. I invited an old friend from Atlanta back who is have, has a very successful stream now. We have a Nashville group made a connection with one of them. They're over kind of into the stream now. Uh, so it was a successful week. I think we did really well with, with growing the stream. And when we grow one of our communities, we grow all of the communities because we end up, we end up hitting everybody else's stream. If you come to mine, you end right. up in Nez's, you end up in Suites, you end up in Zooted, where it, it, the whole community grows as a whole. So a personal W and, and kind of went on for the, for the whole community. So I was really happy about that. So good. It just goes to show you're doing the right thing. We hope so. We'll see. <laughs> we will Be trudge great. forward. <laughs> we will trudge <laughs> forward and, and, and move on. But I did, I did mention this kind of leads into the next category we want to talk about. We've got a main topic for each week. This week, the main topic, we're just going to call it Twitch Talk. And we, we don't want to dominate every week with just talking about Twitch. But this week was a, was a really good segue into talking about this. And the whole reason that it came up is we did have questions from the Twitch community in our Discord. And one of the questions that came up for me, and we're gonna incorporate these questions throughout the rest of the, of the show this week. The first question we had was specifically for me. And uh, Nez out there asked, what was your thinking process when you first started streaming on Twitch? Looking back, was it as what you were thinking it would be? 
So I thought that was a really interesting question. And it made me go back and think about why I even pressed a button to go live. Initially, when I did it, I, I pressed a button on the PS4 back in the Fortnite days when Fortnite first came out just to go, I wonder what this will do. And I pressed it and I had the camera set up and I was sitting in my chair in the living room and the PS4 was on and I played Fortnite for like two hours and the viewer was me. That was it. So I was like, okay, that's cool. I guess we know how this works now. You know, good, good on those guys. But then for whatever reason, I, and I, can't, I was trying to remember how it even started, but somehow I found Dan Geesling on Twitch. I think I think I might have been looking for a game. I, I, I really don't know, and I wish I could remember, but I, I just can't. But I did find him, and if you don't know Dan Giesling, he was on the American version of Big Brother, a reality TV show. He won Big Brother once. Uh, he was infamous for uh, hosting his own funeral on the show, which is one of the brilliant things you've ever seen. If you've never seen Big Brother, download season 10 and watch it. It's an amazing experience. But Dan was always my favorite player, and he was on Twitch. So I jumped on his Twitch, and I was incredibly amazed at what was going on on his channel. And I found myself, as soon as I clicked, I, three hours later, I was still watching him, and I had never watched the channel like that before. And I was entertained. I was entertained just by what he was presenting, how he was putting on a show. Chat was kind of interacting amongst themselves. He would, he would, he would shout out chat, but he wasn't reading every single line. It's impossible. He had, he had 1,500 people in there. Chat scrolling by. He can't do it. But he was making acknowledgments, and he was involving chat in a lot of unique ways. And I thought, wow, that's, that's special. This, this reminds me of watching a TV show in the early 90s and then jumping onto Reddit or to some forum to try to discuss with people what was going that the show lost. I watched Lost and I had to talk about the show afterwards. I'd go in there and, and go on forums and discuss it. This was a live way to do that. And I thought, wow, what a unique experience. I wonder yeah. if I could do that. So, <laughs> so we, we, we tried it and, you did. <laughs> and we did the, the pandemic was kind of a perfect opportunity to really say, okay, let's do this for a while and see what happens. And it, it first started with that one night, somebody popped in, I was playing a game called disco Elysium and a guy from the United Arab Emirates pops in. And he watches my stream and we have this conversation for three hours. And I, it reminded me of, okay, I, I'm not Dan, you know, I'm not, I'm not a celebrity, but this, we ha we're having the same experience, the same experience I had watching Dan. This guy's having watching me. This is what it's all about. And if I was still sitting here today streaming and it was just he and I talking, it's a success because it's entertainment. It's, it's socializing with somebody. So that's kind of where it ended up. So I guess to answer the question, now that I've talked about it for five minutes and haven't really given an answer, um, that was the thinking process. Was it what I thought it was going to be? Absolutely not. It's 20,000 times better than what I thought it was going to be. And I will say that if you're a streamer out there and you have one viewer, keep streaming because eventually yeah. somebody's going to come along. And if you're doing the right thing, you're going to get an audience. And as soon as you get an audience, all it takes for me, all it took was a, was a Nez. And I know we're shouting him out a lot tonight, but all it took is the one guy to say, I like what you're doing. Thanks for watching. And I immediately go, okay, I want to check this guy out. Now, a month and a half later, we've got this massive community of people and it's, and it's the best thing ever. So if you're out there, keep streaming. And I hope that answers the question 
Nez <laughs> as to what I thought, uh, how I got to where I am in a nutshell and what I thought it was going to be. It, it's, it's become so much better that uh, I, I couldn't ask for anything more. But I mean, I think in fairness, you draw the people. You, uh, you will attract the viewers and the community based on what you're putting out there, which is so I think you've done a really good job of that. Um, you know, creating this really nice open space for a lot of interesting and wonderful people to feel very comfortable to come in and chat because it's not always comfortable to jump into some foreign, you know, chat, whether it's Twitch or any other kind of social forum. So you've, you've made it, I think probably a very safe space just as, as not to use that term, cause I know it's a crummy term, it's been overused, <laughs> but it is because people are friendly and you've attracted the right people and Nez has, and obviously, and, and all the people in the community. So, so yeah, so here's the, the here's the kind of take on that too is I was I've I've been a gamer. I've always I've grew up with a computer. I've always played video games, always. So, I have that natural attraction to if I do watch a Dan Geesling, I'm there for him. I'm also watching that he plays Tarkov. I I bought Tarkov because he played it. That's the whole reason I have Tarkov. I'm curious your thoughts as someone who did not grow up, you didn't grow up like me, where I was tied to a video game almost all of my life. You weren't. Right? I know you've had exposure into maybe the Stardew Valleys or some of the kind of games of the world. And I know your kids have grown up with games and play games. But I'd be interested to see what, you, what your take is on what is your experience? What do, what do you look for? Why do you watch? And how do you choose who you're going to watch on Twitch? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Thank you. you ask. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, there's a couple of different things. Well, obviously not being a gamer myself, I mean, not any, any serious way. Um, I clearly am not watching to learn gameplay, at least not yet. I mean, unless I'm just secretly a gamer and you guys don't know. Uh-oh. Really the truth is out. <laughs> but honestly, I'm not. So, um, for me, and I just did the, um, sorry. <laughs> <You're pet laughs> We're all conscious of it. I haven't noticed, so it's oh totally fine. Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, when you're trying to, sometimes, yeah, it's that, that dead air that you don't want to, you, you're trying to fill. It's tough. Anyway, yes. So I would say, first of all, it's just interesting. I like the story-driven games, and I actually find them entertaining. And um, watching a streamer's reaction to a game, whether it's a scary game or just a, an emotional game, it's kind of fun. It is entertainment. And then you have that whole other aspect of chat where you're interacting and you're discussing what's happening. So it is interactive. It is like you said, watching a TV show or a movie and then having instant people to discuss it with. And, um, you know, that's something that right now during the pandemic is missing just in real life in general, there's not a lot of social interaction in real life. And so that gives you that community feeling and, gives you some interesting entertainment and it's real people. So it's not this weird, like, you know, ethereal celebrity world either. So you, you've got this wonderful, real human beings sharing their lives and sharing their stories. And that kind of takes me to the next thing I like, which is um, finding a community, finding people that you connect with on some level. Obviously I'm not young, I'm not a gamer. I know, shocker, but uh, having this ability to, to connect with people and hear their stories and they're international and they're based all over the world and some are younger some are just a little less younger <laughs> but uh you know it's like today i was listening to 
one of my favorite streamers and he does story time at the end of his streams. This is a little shout out to Ty the Rogue. And he just gives a really personal, heartfelt discussion at the end of his streams. And it's really heartwarming because, you know, it's nice to hear about young people and their thoughts and feelings on the world. I, of course, have my own kids who are at the ages of the streamers, most of them, <laughs> besides Jesus Gojo. Um, but, but, you know, they're not here with me. And um, I would say it's just nice to see all of the positivity, the good vibes, um, the heartfelt stories, the just the humanity of it is pretty cool. And that's something I really didn't understand because I just really kind of got hooked into this during the pandemic as another outlet to get my eyes into the world. I'm used to traveling and I can't travel. I'm used to going out and hearing bands and doing all this stuff and I can't do any of that. So this was just a wonderful little outlet that opened my eyes to this whole world. And so that's pretty much it for me. And maybe I will start actually gaming. We'll see. And I, I don't that's awesome and I appreciate that that story time I've, I've watched Ty the Rogue as well and I think it's a great segment of his show and I, and I think you're, you're dead on it's it's why you go to some of those streams to really get personal with the person who's streaming and you feel like you're a part of everything and you you you, you feel good <laughs> for, for a lack of a better word you just feel good being there and knowing that you're interacting with somebody is there anything have I don't know if you've watched any of the the major streamers or if you've ever went into a stream and then noped out and said, "Oh wait a minute, I'm not feeling this vibe." I don't want to I don't want to call anybody out and mention any names, but no. It, no one is is everyone's ideal streamer. So I'm just curious your thoughts on what what have you seen out there um, that maybe you didn't like that drew you away and said, "You know, I don't I don't I don't like this type of of, of channel." I actually think it probably, I won't call any streamers out. Yeah, no. It won't be. <laughs> but um, I really think, and I just did, but um, I really think. <laughs> You're more conscious of it than I am. I didn't even hear I it. I am now. I know. Is that funny? So anyway, I originally, going back, you know, before I actually started getting involved in any kind of a Twitch community, I my kids would be watching streamers and I just didn't understand. I'm like, you're watching somebody else play a game you like? I don't get it. And so I would just sit and listen in with them for a bit. And a lot of the big time streamers that I would say that the kids, at least my kids listen to, I don't understand. I don't get, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're that entertaining. <laughs> I would much rather listen to you or any number of people who I currently listen, everybody that I currently listen to, I would tune into because I feel like it's a little bit more real and it's, uh, I don't know. It's just more authentic. I mean, I'm sure to the kids and the people who, you know, the 170,000 followers that some of these big streamers have, I guess they're authentic to them. But to me, it was, I didn't get it. So for whatever it's worth, I, I, tend to like more of the I don't know the authenticity of the people that I follow and I think you can tell an authentic person and it doesn't mean they have to be a perfect person it doesn't mean that I have to be a you know upbeat and vibing every single time I just think it's the authenticity so that's what I found so if I feel somebody's not authentic and they're just there you know trying to scam for viewers and I'm just Nope and out. Nope and out. Done. <laughs> and, and 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 like you said, it's it's not. A, there's something for everyone, and there, there's obviously a massive audience for people that are like that. That it, maybe you have just a, a just a different unique personality that you don't jive with, 
or that are there to play game. And maybe people want to understand, I want to know how to be the best at Fortnite. I'm going to watch this guy build Fortnite shelters for four hours and figure out how to play the game. And I think that's right. It's something different for everyone. So yeah, it's interesting. I appreciate your take on that. And I'm also surprised. It's amazing that people can make a, make an entire living out of this. People have quit their jobs and they're getting, yeah, it's incredible bank paychecks. And this is their main job, not, not any kind of side thing at all. So that's amazing. And, Speak, it's very cool. Yeah. Speaking of jobs, this kind of leads us into one of the other questions that we received this week. And it's for you and it's for Nez. And it's a specific question related to your job. So My he job. he asks, how did you start getting into what you do? You're a Pilates instructor. I'll, I'll leave it that he does have a he does have a, a, an additional request about a one minute stretch. But let, let's let's start with uh, how did you how did you get how did you get into doing what you do? How did you become an instructor? Um, <laughs> I started with them. Uh, for me, it for I was in corporate America for a very long time, and it, there was nothing wrong with corporate America. But I also was I don't know if you know this, Gojo. Uh, I was a runner. <laughs> I did not know. Well, I was a runner. Make a note for a future podcast. Yeah, something related to running. So in uh, training for marathons, half marathons, and other such races, I injured myself um, pretty badly. I mean, not badly. Badly, that seems extreme. I injured myself to a point where I was having trouble running, and so I was recommended to do Pilates, and that is when I found Pilates. I had done it before, but that's when I really found the benefits of it for, in terms of um, almost like a physical therapy type of an exercise. So when you do something that is repetitive, and this might get boring for everybody, when you do something that's repetitive in your mus musculature and you're doing it over and over and over again, like running or golf or any other kind of activity, your muscles become unbalanced and Pilates helps you rebalance them and it's very functional and it's very safe and it's extremely effective. So I promise that is true. So if you have any issues, you, know, you can reach out to me through Discord and I will get you in touch with a really good Pilates instructor. But so I found it that way and it did help to rehabilitate me so I could continue to do what I loved at the time, which was running. And then I ended up deciding to get certified and I went through, oh gosh, two, three years, maybe more of training. It's almost like getting a college degree, at least here, and started teaching and then briefly went back to the corporate world and realized, what am I doing? And flipped back to Pilates full time and ended up hooking up with a wonderful studio, a wonderful instructor who had this vision and dream to create this Pilates studio that was very welcoming to all ages and to all physical abilities. So we work with a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds and um, I did again and it was one, it's been wonderful. So it has been life changing, not sitting at a desk all day, working the corporate grind and being able to help people. That's kind of my main thing. So that's how I found it. I found it through my own need. So you find something, you take a passion and then you follow it through and hopefully make the world a little bit better, you know, not I, saving. I think it's interesting. You mentioned the process and what it took to get certified. So this, this wasn't a 
two hour class at a local gym and bam, you're an instructor. Not, not to be a fully certified Pilates instructor. It's anatomy classes, anatomy and physiology classes. And then it's years of training, apprenticing and a lot of practicums, a lot of exams until you finally get your full certification. I'm actually doubly certified, almost triply certified now uh, through multiple different certification methodologies just to get as much knowledge as I can. I'm currently working in more of the rehabilitative Pilates. So I, I have a lot of patient patients, sorry, I'm not a doctor, a lot of clients who were patients of physical therapists who get sent to me and we work through everything. I, I work with, um, I have a program where I teach cancer survivors who are going through treatment and, um, that's all free for them. Obviously they don't need any other stress in their life, but we also have people coming off pretty massive surgeries, reconstructive surgeries, back surgeries, you name it. Anything you can imagine. We have people with MS, Parkinson's, and all different sorts of things that they're that they're warriors, they're hardworking, amazing people who get out of bed every day with more pain and discomfort than any of us could imagine and decide they're going to give an hour of their time to me. And I try to help them have a happier, healthier life as best I can. So that's, that's kind of what I do and what keeps me going because sometimes I'm, I get kind of cranky and complain about things and feel bad about myself or feel bad about, you know, a little ache or pain that I might have. And then I realize there are people going through really major things and they'll still come to me and want to work out to try to make their day just a little bit better. So I feel very fortunate to do what I do. That's amazing. And, and I will vouch and spoiler alert, I may or may not have taken a class, a Pilates class that Amy may or may not have taught before and completely surprised. And that's why I wanted you to talk about the certification, because when you go to a, a certified Pilates instructor, they they know what they're doing. It is, it is not to, to try to relate it to somebody who had never done it before prior to having met you. And it did help with running, amazingly enough. I, that was that was the exercise plan, which we'll get into in another episode. But there was you're, you're running your miles, you're doing some cross training, and then you're strengthening your core, which was what Pilates was. But for anybody out there, you know, you might have an instructor that says do sit-ups. And so they tell you do 10 sit-ups and you do 10 sit-ups and they might tell you, no, 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 you got to keep your feet flat on the floor. Well, a Pilates instructor, they don't do sit-ups, but if they were going to do a sit-ups, it would be, no, your shoulders are in this place. Your spine should be elongated. Your core should be engaged. When you come up, you go, it's a, a narrative to every single, it's so, it's so, it's so precise. I may have heard it many, many times. <laughs> But it's say, amazing. Maybe you have a new career path. Because <laughs> those are literally all the actual correct things to say. So, well done. Well, thank you. But yeah, it, it, it's, it's intense. And it's, it's something that if you really focus on it, it benefits you tremendously. More, more than I think a lot of some of the other disciplines out there for doing exercise. Which I won't, I won't get into that. With that said... The exercise we talked about that. The second part of the question was, is is there a super easy, quick one minute stretch for those of us always sitting in our chairs? We are streamers. We are people who watch stream. We are executives now who are sitting at home, rolling out of bed, sitting at a desk. Yeah, we're, we're not moving true. around like we used to. So 
What, what do you got? What's a quick one minute tip that we could all do? We can all do right now as we're either sit. If you're lying in a bed, listening to the podcast, get up. If you're sitting on get the couch, off. get off okay. the couch. If you're sitting there right now, no, let's, let's do this. You can stay in your seat. Oh, we can stay chair. seated. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll let you take over. You can, stay, you can stay seated. The thing is, um, what's happened in the world we live in with technology, it's actually something called text, text neck. We're, we're actually reversing the curvature of our neck. So if you think about your neck, it should be this way, and we're starting to get this way, right? So you want to think about always keeping and Oh my goodness, something weird happened on my computer. I can't see. Okay, sorry. So you want to think about drawing your shoulders down your back. So we, so when you, those of you watching video, a lot of people end up like this, really hunchy. So you want to think about sliding your shoulders gently down your back. You want to draw your abdominals in. So imagine your belly button just pulling in a little closer to your spine. Take a nice deep breath. Think about your ribs knitting together. So almost like cinching in, right? So you're using your abdominals to make everything a little deeper. And then you're just gonna breathe through that. And let's just do a little neck stretching. You wanna draw your ear down to your shoulder. You wanna try to keep the alignment, right? Ear to the shoulder. It's hard, it hurts. <laughs> then come up. And you wanna go to the other side. It doesn't matter which side you start on. I'm not picky that way. And then as you're doing that, make sure the other shoulder isn't hiking up, right? So a lot of times we do this when we drop over, right? You want to keep alignment. Good. And you want to sit nice and tall again and then look over one shoulder. Turn your head, but don't twist your body, right? Keep everything else in alignment. The spine stays elongated. And then you're going to look over to the other side. It's going to be amazing how much better you feel when you're done with this. Come back to center. Keep breathing. Take a nice big inhale. Reach those arms behind you. You can get them right behind your chair, hopefully. If you're on a couch, if you have to scooch forward, you can. My chair is really big. And then stretch the arms behind you, right? So clasp the hands. Those of you on bigger chairs, you can't. You got to turn and you got to stretch and draw the shoulders away from your ears. I just cracked like four vertebrae back there. Feel good. <laughs> good. <laughs> Release it. And then you're just going to finally roll those shoulders down and back a few times. And then try to remember that, try to do that like once an hour. I'm not even kidding. It won't take long. You don't have to do all of them, but do some of them, right? Turn your head, rotate your head because we got really locked into position when you're on the computer a lot. Uh, I found that when I was teaching virtually a lot, I was very locked in. I ended up having neck pain that I didn't have before. So just attempt, if you can, to do a few of those things, right? This is not Pilates. This is just general how you should be doing, living your life. Pilates, we can get into a whole another day. <laughs> noted and you do it's amazing just the, that little bit of movement number one i'm sweating and number two you, <laughs> you, you start to you start to you start to feel better We're, and i think we do we, there's a lot of us out there that do try to incorporate something like that into our streams there's a there's a, we got a stretch break or a posture break but it's good to know what we're doing because sometimes you just think posture you just all right just means i need to sit up but you're not really doing anything there so you want to pull your abdominals in when you sit up right the abdominals tend to to weaken and we don't suck draw it them in. in it's really just pulling your belly button gently into your spine and you just feel like that how change that how, that changes your posture immediately and i always like to think about slide your shoulders down into your back pockets right so a lot of times we're here slide them into the back pockets and just relax and keep your collarbones nice and wide think about lengthening through here that's all it is. Slide, <laughs> slide the shoulders into the back pockets. I got that one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the sound bite, by the way.
<laughs> Coming soon on the Skojo soundboard. <laughs> so, so, and I think that's also, I mean, that's kind of what it's like in Pilates too, right? It's like a flow where you're going from, you're transitioning from one thing to another. And it, it kind of, kind of reminds me of a movie, which will lead us into the final segment of the night. And then we've got a Q and a question that we'll answer. But when I think of, when I think of flow and I think of, focusing and relaxing show if you're doing it already show me paint a fence wax on wax off uh mr miyagi i mean who wasn't doing this who saw the movie when we were growing up if you haven't seen the movie and have no idea what we're doing right now for those of you listening wax on wax off show me paint a fence mr miyagi and daniel's son were reminded of the karate kid not not yeah. not the who was what was the most recent karate kid it had a different it had was it a will smith's kid yeah it was like will smith's kid yeah will smith's kid and i saw it and it was a great movie but it wasn't the og the og out there the original karate kid incredible ralph movie Macho. ralph Macchio <laughs> was the man he's taken on cobra kai the evil guys they're fighting over the girl in the middle of everything what a fantastic 80s film if you haven't seen it you've got to go see it if you've seen it you know what we're talking about well our recommendation for the week if you don't know about it is a series called cobra kai and let me tell you my let me tell you my thoughts on cobra kai and i'll kick it over to you cobra kai was a blast from the past literally one of the best couple seasons of uh, episodic television or whatever you want to call it now streaming that I've that I've seen period it is so much fun it is lighthearted it is well put together yes. it tells the story of the two enemies in the in the first movie uh, Daniel's son and now I forget the I forget the Cobra Johnny, Johnny. yeah Tom. Johnny Johnny from Cobra <laughs> Kai you've got the evil Cobra Kai and the great Miyagi and, and Daniel it's their lives after this and how they've progressed and Daniel is a is a car dealer. Johnny is a, a a banquet course drinking kind of loser guy. But they both have their issues with their family. They're having their challenges with their kids growing up. Their kids are getting into karate. I'm not going to spoil a lot of things, but it 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 has these flashbacks to the original Karate Kid movie, and they're not jokes that'll go by you. They actually reference the movie. So if somebody says, oh, you know, it reminds me of a guy I once knew, they'll actually show a scene from the original movie. And then you get to see that scene play out in the yeah. Cobra Kai. That's it is cool it is fantastic. What do you, I probably just stole every bit of thunder of talking about it. But what's what are your thoughts on Cobra Kai? <laughs> no, I think it's a perfect mix of a little bit of nostalgia, which for us old folks, the 80s was like our time so it does have a little 80s nostalgia but it's still set in the modern time and but you do get the 80s you know rock music and i think it kind of flips the script a little bit in terms of this like the original movie was just pure, like tried to set up this purely good versus evil and then you realize there's a lot of as you mature you also learn there's way more layers in life to just easily a black and white good versus evil you know there's a lot of gray area. And I think that it does a really good job at exposing all the gray areas in the original story, or, or at least creating that maybe, you know, the, from the mythology of it. And I think in, from that perspective, it's wholesome, truly is, and it's fun and it's uplifting. And during these times when things are kind of 
depressing and everything's really heavy. All the TV shows are even heavy. I just, I want something I'm not going to watch and then have a nightmare about later. So it's just a wholesome, fun, lighthearted, easy to watch, short episode. You know, what is it? 30 minutes max, mm-hmm. 25 yep. minutes, something like that. And um, for me, it was just a very funny, fun, nostalgic. But I think it would appeal to younger people as well. I mean, I can't speak for them. But I think if you've ever just seen Karate Kid or any, you know, high school good guy versus the bad guy, you know, the the popular guy versus the, you know, down on his luck guy movies where you have this, you know, epic battle of good versus evil and, and you flip it on its head and you start to question who, you know, who really is the good guy, who really is a bad guy, is anybody ever, you know, there's people are more layered than that. And I love that about it. I mean, that sound makes it probably way more <laughs> philosophical than it was meant to be, or maybe but not, but uh, that's how I see it. Yeah, I agree. It is. It's it's so well written and it's so well done. In the end, I kind of liked everyone. <laughs> kind of. I say kind of because I'm not going to spoil anything. But you 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 like all of these people, and you realize, like you said, you realize there's more to it, yeah. and it does a tremendous job with twists and turns. Uh, one episode to another, you you think, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is going to happen now. What what's going to happen? But it keeps that lighthearted easy tone i think it's a great point that it's a great easy it's a great why it's a tremendously easy watch if you haven't seen it this one is on netflix now so you can you can watch yeah. the entire series on netflix helpful. yeah it used to be on youtube yeah, it was on youtube premium now it's it's good to go season three is coming out in 2021 if there's anyone from cobra kai who's listening and we we just plugged your show man if you want to like give us the inside deets on season three we'll appreciate it but anyway or be a guest (laughs) yeah if you want to be a guest on the show i guarantee you we'll increase viewership we'll put the chair here and we'll just let you talk and it'll be it'll go through the roof you and the chair (laughs) story for another i mean we're probably terrible interviewers we don't know what we're doing at all but please by all means you're welcome to come I so, feel like maybe like five years ago we could have got Ralph Macchio <laughs> without yeah, really much before we get, before he got back into yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we could have actually got him on here. He's probably just hanging out, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for someone to call him. You want to come on our podcast? Sure. He would have been like, "Yeah, he'll talk about Karate Kid all day." <laughs> <laughs> Paint the fence. <laughs> He'd be painting the fence. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in, just starts painting, painting your wall. No, 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 stop, stop. He's cutting, he's cutting your trees, snipping all the leaves off of them. Like the... <laughs> Which I never really understood until the scene in Karate and in, in Cobra Kai where he explained it. Yeah, I was, I was kind of blown away. Yeah, I was like, wow. <laughs> all right. There wasn't a lot of backstory in the original Karate Kid. They had a lot of stuff to get through yeah. to get to that final battle. And I will say, just before we we leave this topic. If you ever want to see something rather humorous, and I, I do believe I shared it with you recently, there's there's a video out there from a movie critic, and I forget his name, and I feel super bad because you know what? He's way more popular than this podcast, and I feel bad. I forget his name, but it's was was Daniel the real bad guy in Karate Kid, and it flips the whole script, and it's actually very entertaining and funny because he pulls up, he actually uses little clips from the original movie showing how Johnny wasn't as bad <laughs> he was made out to be. And it was actually really humorous. I found it funny anyway. So worth worth Googling. Sorry, I don't we'll, have a We'll put it. We, we will throw it in our Discord if you have access to our Discord. We have. Which we will put in the in the show notes 
under the podcast, uh, our Discord link. We will post a, a link to that video because it was great. You showed it to me, and it was totally like, wait a minute. I have to go back and watch the movie now because maybe it maybe makes it was you want to go switched. back and be like, wait, did we miss everything? Like, was there a little. Right. Were we all duped by Karate Kid? What? So great. So great. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi was the aggressor <laughs> beating up teenagers or something like that, which is kind of funny. But. Johnny was the good guy and just got taken advantage of. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Craziness. So. All right. Uh, so that's a, show, that's a show of the week. And we want to usually we'll do the Q&A at the end. But the questions really were were great this week and kind of we're into the flow of what we wanted to do. So that we incorporated them. But we will end with the last question that we had out there. It is a question for both of us. Way more lighthearted. Love seeing you mix up all the drinks from time to time. I don't know if, <laughs> if they're calling us alcoholics or not. Uh, drink responsibly, kids, please. Uh, love seeing you mix up drinks all the time. Vodka, tequila, wine, whiskey, etc. How do you choose? And what do you recommend for different occasions? I know for, for me, I actually pair drinks with my streams. So I have an exclamation mark cheers every time that I, that I go live on Twitch. I try to always have just a, just a drink of choice, just for something kind of fun to do and to be out there. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely not awesome. something we're not, we're not shotgunning beers. We're not, we're not taking a, a shot every time I lose to an enemy. It's not that kind of thing. First of all, it's against TOS. And second of all, I'm, yeah. that's just not my gig. I enjoy, uh, I enjoy the flavor. I enjoy just having a, just having a drink and, and enjoying the night. And mo you know, most recently I paired a, a ghost of Tsushima with a, not only sushi, but, but sake. How can you not play the game? How can you play the game and not have sake? I was so lost last night when I didn't have it. But I think that's 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 how I do it. I my main drink of choice is just bourbon. Just give me a rock uh, in a glass, pour a little bourbon in there, just just sip it throughout the night, and I enjoy it. I enjoy the taste of it. Not a big beer drinker. I don't stray too much out of that wheelhouse. I do have a red wine from time to time just to mix it up. And then uh, I did buy an absinthe fountain. I do have absinthe every <laughs> once in a while because, yeah. but I enjoy the taste. It has a uh, it has a fennel taste to it that I love and enjoy. So again, it's not we're not pouring a bottle in there. We're just we're just having a glass and, and enjoying it. So for me, it's based on kind of mood, what's going on, what's happening on the stream, and what kind of what is kind of fun. Right. So what, what's Looking your what's your take? Bottles behind here. <laughs> I only, sure yeah, I, I went, <laughs> luckily we have a recycling thing. So I went and I hoarded mm. some of them from the recycle bin and we put the lights in them. So, you know, sure. that's, that's gotcha. my story. And I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yeah. So, so what do you, how do you know what you're, what, what you're, what you're going to enjoy for the it's, evening? It's my mood. It's my mood. The, the alcohol matches my mood in my day, I guess. <laughs> so, you know, if it's a chill summer mood, I'm going to go with tequila. If there's a roaring fire, I'm going to want a nice big, a nice glass of a good bourbon or scotch. If I'm going out to a nice dinner, I want a red wine. If I've had a long day, I want a white wine. If I'm having sushi, I want sake. If I'm hanging out with friends, I want maybe a gin. If I've been hanging my friends way too long and way too late, <laughs> then I want a Bloody Mary in the morning. And that's about what <laughs> <there> I am. <laughs> so, yeah. Makes sense. Uh, and I, I also think it's fun, too. We've, we've been out to numerous dinners before. I also think it's fun to pair up what you're drinking with the other person as well. So if we go out to dinner and you're like, hey, I'm in a, I'm in a martini kind of mood, 
I will match the drink to match the environment. So a martini is something that's served in a martini glass. It's up. I'll have a Manhattan served up to match the glass. It's a different drink, but it kind of matches the vibe for what's going on. The same way if you if you're going to get a bottle of red wine, you share the bottle of red wine and, and kind of you kind of match the flow for with your friends or with whoever that you're out on uh, out on the town with. I think it's fun to kind of do that and then to share in the experience. Definitely. And you don't have to drink to get drunk. You do not you have, have to drink. drink. Yeah, exactly. If, if water you, is your friend. Water, water is the best. We hydrate all the time. Always be hydrating out there. There's nothing I'm wrong with water. I'm hydrating, but every sticker is alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> but this is really water. <laughs> but yeah, we will we will close that with, yeah, do, we are not condoning drinking your butt off to get drunk. That's not what it's about. This It's it's a flavor thing, and it's something to enjoy responsibly, just like you would, uh, just like you would anything else. So be responsible out there. Enjoy the good drinks that are out. Uh, if you do have a good drink that you enjoy, we do have a channel for it in our Discord as well. We would love to see what you come up with. We've had a couple people. <laughs> we've had a couple people post really great recipes in there that I still want to try. So it's mm -hmm. awesome. But I hope that answers the question. And with that, we are we are right at about an hour. I think that'll wrap up the podcast for this week. Amy, I think it's been that this has been fun. It's been a great conversation. I've enjoyed the chat tonight. I agree. Enjoyed it very much. So thank that's, you so much for all the support, guys. Yeah, thank you out there for the support. Thank you for the support that you've uh, that you've given us through the podcasting networks. It did take a little longer last week to get the first podcast up because you, I I learned that you had to go through uh, a couple days where they verify what you're going to upload, which I understand. But we are live on all the platforms now on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever your favorite podcast platform of choice is. We are live on there now. You can search for Over the Hump. You will find us. We'll also put links in the podcast notes as well as in our Discord, so you'll be able to find it. With that said, we'll wrap up this week. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you guys for hanging out and chat, and we will talk to you again soon. I hope everybody has a great night. Peace out.